What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming Bitcast. Ainsley Bowden, Bert Signs, Dan Rodriguez, as always. Today, we're going to be recording episode 38 and giving our reactions to the Game Awards, talking about some of the things that were uh, surprising to us. We're going to talk about this great month that Xbox Game Pass is having. Uh, I'm going to finalize my Red Dead 2 review after tons of hours and several weeks now, and then we're going to do uh, the fun Name That Game. But let's jump right into the Game Awards and uh, kind of talk about how our predictions turn out. Guys, it, uh, we didn't get Bioshock. We didn't get Borderlands. Um, I'm kind of happy we didn't get Death Stranding and no Kojima, even though uh, Jeff had to mention him, of course. But, uh, you know, from... Um, rumor standpoint we did nail a couple of them so let's talk about those ones the biggest one i think for me that we got right was mortal kombat 11 and i really liked the seeing ed boon out there i really like how they surprised it and of course they showed a really cool cinematic between raiden and scorpion so uh april 23rd global release date for this really surprising that no one knew you know uh had confirmation that this game was in development um and that it was so close so april 23rd uh looks fantastic really excited about it what do you think? Yeah, I thought the, funny enough, the, the the costumes they were wearing, I wonder if that was kind of telling as to you're going to be able to customize your characters a lot. Obviously, we saw those leaks that happened as to what is happening from a story perspective. It looks really cool. As obviously, me and you are very excited for Mortal Kombat. Dan, I know you're more of a casual Mortal Kombat player. You don't really follow them all, but I thought that was cool. I thought that the rumors, I, I'm going to kind of not pay attention to rumors that much anymore because we've kind of failed at those um, from what we're getting from the industry for the last two or three kind of conferences. So, yeah, I'm not quite as excited as you guys are, obviously. Um, going to your point about the character customization, the, you saw that in Injustice 2, so that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, it looks awesome just from the point of, you know, killing people. That's fantastic. That's always, <laughs> always like watching those little videos of just the fatalities and stuff. That's my favorite part of the game because I really, really suck at actually playing it. So, hmm. very good. Yeah, it'd be kind of neat to Bert's point if they do the customization similar to Injustice 2 where you can lock all sorts of new abilities and stuff. The, the gear system, I really liked in Injustice 2. So hopefully they do add that to Mortal Kombat. And for God's sakes, bring back Nightwolf so I can destroy people. All right, uh, Outer Worlds from Obsidian. This is the one we thought maybe Bioshock, uh, we hoped was Bioshock. It is not. That said, this was one of my favorite trailers. Game looks kind of like a cross between Borderlands and Fallout. Uh, with a proper conversational system and, you know, looks like some good RPG elements. So kind of pumped about this one. Yeah, people have been talking about this is the the fallout that, you know, we, we should have gotten or something like that. But from the big AAA studios and stuff that had been rumored or something, or I, I guess this was actually confirmed from Obsidian before that they were going to announce something, this one looked the coolest for me. I, I'm super excited about it. Yeah, same. I think this is the one I'm probably most excited for. Um, it does look like kind of a mixture of like Borderlands, Fallout, and Bioshock. So all of our rumors that were squashed were put back together in Outer Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm ready for it, man. Yeah, and I was telling someone the other day, you know, this is Obsidian working with a different publisher. They had to secure funding to make this game. So can you imagine Obsidian's talent with, you know, 30% more staff because they're hiring up and unlimited funding from Microsoft? Like they're going to... I can't wait to see what they make in the future. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, and to your point there about Microsoft, this game will be released on all consoles, or I should say PlayStation 4, Microsoft, and PC. Um, a lot of people were speculating that this is solely the Microsoft uh, exclusive. It's not at the moment. Yeah, yep. Uh, this is a big one for a lot of people. So Crash Team Racing Remake did leak ahead of time. It turned out to be true. It's coming June 21st. And at the end of the uh, announcement, it showed PlayStation 4 only, which leads us to believe that PlayStation has the marketing rights here because it was confirmed after the fact that it is coming to Xbox and Switch as well. So June 21st, we get uh, an awesome kart racer that has online capability. And I heard this other group called Third Wheel Arcade wanted to have a little competition. So me and Bert may have to... Uh, yeah. Uh, just kind of handle you. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. It's really hard. I think, I think Diego it. spoke up too soon for you guys. He did. Yeah. Yep. He might have. I, uh, I'm not great at racing games, but I like racing games. I'm not really great at any game. I think the first comment I made was that we're trading you to Third Wheel Arcade and we'll take uh, <laughs> someone else. Yeah. So you're handicapping him right off the bat. So it's, <laughs> it's not great, man. But yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I mean, I, I played a little bit of this back in the day, but you know, 
I'm, I, I probably played as much as I play Mario Kart, which is very, very little. So it's fine. Whatever. I'll lose. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's that it's that deceptive marketing that I hate in, in any regardless of the company. It's where it says only on PlayStation or I, I hated that because initially I actually sent to you guys, I was like exclusive to Sony with a question mark and, and Ames was like, I think that's coming out on everything else too. And sure enough, afterwards it was announced that it was. Um and being that it's a remake, I wonder what they add to it. Um I'm sure maybe a few new courses. Um there really hasn't been too many new crash characters or anything. So maybe the same lineup, but the original one was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, I just want the online play to be good. That's where it'll be really fun. We've been talking for years about why don't we have more online kart racers because they're the perfect thing for that. Um, so anyway, yeah, I hope it's good. Dragon Age is one that, uh, you know, was rumored. We did get a teaser for it. The teaser kind of sucked. I uh, will go ahead and say that because it showed absolutely nothing. Um, but at least we know it's in development. The sad thing here is we have no timetable, no timeline. The rumor is it's still years away. Um, so excited for it, but really just putting it out of my mind. There's too many other big games coming in the short term um, to worry about this just yet. Yeah, so do you guys actually remember who the, the Dreadwolf guy they're talking about is? Yeah. No. Play the game? I, I had to go back into my memory as to, and apparently a lot of that stuff happened in the DLC of the game too. Yeah. For Inquisition or Inquisition, yeah. yeah. It's you remember Solus? He was the uh, yes. elf that went bad at the end. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's the Dread Wolf. Oh, so, yeah. okay. So when you when you think about that, and you remember the way Inquisition ended, it was a fantastic ending. I love the ending from Inquisition, and then the DLC even expanded on it. Um, it, got, it has me even more excited, but I've seen a number of outlets that have combed through that trailer all over the place, and there's nothing, or I shouldn't even say trailer, it's more of a teaser of barely anything, and they can't find anything yet, so hopefully something else will kind of come out from it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I've seen for it as far as um, going through that trailer, there, there, some people are kind of pulling out, you know, they used to have tarot cards, right, for your yeah. characters. Right, they're they're pulling. I mean, they're kind of grasping at, str at you know strings at, at this point because, I mean, there was really nothing in it, which sucked because this is one of the ones I was really looking forward to yep. uh, more than anything else. Um, I you know, would have been better if it was Mass Effect, maybe, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Dragon Age. It's close second. Um, and I, I hope they. Games, so. I hope they do something with Mass Effect in the future. It'll probably be a while, but. Yeah, it'll it'll be a while. I, I wish they would have just come out and said Dragon Age Andromeda. Oh my uh, yeah, and, just, and just trolled yep. everyone. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um one 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 one. Yes, one one. One that we're really excited yeah. for, I think at least Bert and I is Psychonauts 2. And we got a full actual trailer for it. We got to see what the story is. Um, one of my favorite platformers of all time. I was one of the people kind of clamoring for two for years now. Um, so good to see it. They confirmed it's coming in 2019. No actual release date, but man, super excited for that one. I cannot wait. Um, we will get to it later, but this is my favorite trailer of the uh, of the awards because I'm a massive Psychonaut fan. And immediately I went over to eBay to see what the copies were going for. They're already going for $30 or $40. Um, they were, as Ain said, they were originally like 10 to 15 bucks and they're actually on PlayStation also. <clears throat> so can't wait. Yep. Never played it. I suck. <laughs> but it's no uh, good. Can, yeah. can you go, is, is, is an original Xbox game? Original Xbox. You can play it on PS4, though. Really? Yeah, yeah so I have it on PS4. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not backwards compatible on, no. on the, that one yet? Okay. Not yet. That, that, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, yeah sure that would be really be. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of time. Maybe I'll play <clears> it then. So I saved this one. You should, actually. It's, um, it's not super difficult, but it has some of the best... Uh, imagination and uh, worlds of any platform I've ever played. Some of the levels are like, I can still picture to this day and I played it, what, 10, 15 years ago? Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think uh, it's aged pretty well too. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a platformer, right? As long as it plays well, then it's not a big deal. Uh, so Bert's favorite one, he, he said um, Psychonauts, he was lying. It was actually Far Cry New Dawn. This uh, leaked ahead of time. We we get really got confused, so I apologize to anyone who saw it on our site because it said December seventh was the release date on Amazon, and so we kind of leaked that and said, you know, it's coming as a surprise announcement. It's actually not coming till February fifteenth, but this is a continuation of Far Cry Five. It's a thirty nine ninety nine game, which leads me to believe that they're really just building on what was already there with Far Cry Five, maybe similar to Far Cry Primal. 
I, um, you know, I love the stupid fun that Far Cry offers personally, but I, I don't think I'm going to be grabbing this one. It'll be one of those games that's 15 bucks a couple months later. It's also coming out a week before Anthem and Metro and the same day as Crackdown. So I, I don't see myself picking this one up. That's a bold, bold move there, Far Cry. That's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a really bad release date. I'm going to pick it up because I do that stupid stuff like buying Just Cause 4. For no reason, you know. Side note: that guy really looks like Bert. Just <laughs> throw that out there. Like I don't know why I was watching. I was like, man, this looks just like Bert. Is that a Hispanic joke? Is that what that uh, is? Yes, that was not racist. I'm just saying he looks like you a lot, Rico. Rico. Rico Rodriguez. Oh man! Right, okay, I'm glad we changed the subject from Far Cry. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, lo- I like Five. I hated the ending. I'm gonna buy this game on the release date. I probably won't play it until it goes on sale. So that's probably that. That's my life. You know, I mean, it, it looks good. I mean, it, it just looks like a Far Cry game. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. You know, and it's basically looks like the same engine sequel to the last one. I'd like to, can, you know, I'd like to see what happens to the father that was teased at the end of the game or at the end of the trailer. Mm. So, that's kind of my thing. I buy I buy all the Fire, Far Cry games because you know, I'm they're easy. <laughs> well, you enjoy, sir. Yeah. I will. All right, I Bert. Don't even want to talk about it. So we got nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one really kind of caught us off guard. I, I don't know where this came from. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. If you remember, Ultimate Alliance one and two were delisted eventually um this one we got a random trailer for it looks very cartoony even more so than the originals called the black order and it's a switch exclusive uh at least at launch we don't know permanently and that's coming next year as well but i thought this looked honestly guys i thought this looked like a mobile game when i first saw it i i don't it didn't look that great to me at all yeah, just really quick on the information on the other one. They got delisted because of uh, rights of the characters that were being used in the Alliance uh, original Alliance games. Um, I'm with you. I, I, this looks very um, mobile-ish, very kind of kitty. I wonder if they're um, tailoring towards the younger audience of the big Marvel craze that's currently going on right now. I wonder if this is the big Avengers game that everybody's been talking about. It seems like it would be because that was kind of what the, the rumor was ahead of time. Uh, it's exclusive to the Switch at the current time. I wonder if that's going to be a timed exclusive versus exclusive altogether going forward. If they do that, that's kind of a weird thing because they close off the biggest audiences of games right now, which is PlayStation and Xbox to an extent, depending on the region you're in. So um, I don't know. I'm not remotely interested in this game, which sucks because I love the other Ultimate Alliances. But just the way it looked, it looked like something I don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah, because I enjoyed the other two. Uh, this one... I kind of walked in like halfway through it, and I was like, "Oh crap! Is this the Avengers game from Square Enix? Is that is, that's who's doing it, right?" Yeah, supposedly Crystal Dynamics. Oh, Crystal Dynamics. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. That's who I thought it was. And I, so I didn't see like you know from Crystal Dynamics or anything. So I didn't know who put it out. And I was like, "Shit!" And then I was like, "Well, this is like Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, and then that's what it is." And yeah, but you're right, man. It did look like a mobile game. It was really kind of cheesy. I'm yeah, buy it. It looks similar to that. Um, I'll buy it. Don't be buying it. It looks similar to that Marvel free game that also kind of crashed in Heroes. Uh, yeah. Heroes. And that one yeah. might have looked better than this one. I, I don't know. I, I was just let down. I was like, okay. I know that people on Switch were going ecstatic because they can play something like that. But I need to see more before I have any more of an opinion besides what the hell is this. Yeah. Speaking of going ecstatic on the Switch for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Segway. <laughs> Joker from Persona 5 um, led in with this awesome animation with some of the graphics from Persona 5. I got super excited, leaned forward, started typing away like Joker is joining Smash. And I basically just got up and walked away. So <laughs> I, I, I don't I understand this is huge um, for some reason to many people it's gotten a ton of hits it's very popular everyone's overly excited for this i don't there's nothing i understand less in life than the hype for this i don't get it at all oh, and i'm not trying to offend anyone who loves smash brothers you know whatever or and i love persona but i, I just don't get it it's a single character in a hundred plus character game it's not like you get to do anything with them other than mash buttons i, I don't get it yeah 
Yeah, so something that or go ahead, Dan. You're oh, no, I, I have no idea. I mean, I I, I played ten minutes of Persona Five. Uh, I knew who he was. <laughs> it was a bad time, you know. It was a bad time, but I mean, you know, it's a bad time. It was a bad time. That's <laughs> was a those ten life. minutes were unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know. Man, more, the funny thing is, me and Angel love Persona, so it's. Well, it's I want to play it. It's not it's that. It's not game. that I didn't like it. It's just that. That when I, I was explaining the Ains earlier, it, it was when I, I just got my PlayStation and there were so many other games that I oh, wanted yeah. to play. And I had I bought it because it was on sale and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. And it's one of those I want to go back and play for sure. But yeah, I don't I don't know about this. I mean, I'm glad he's there, I guess. You know, more characters. Woo! Even better, he's part of a pack, right? You have to pay for it. Oh wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's, the, he's, the, he's the first DLC. He's the first character announced in the first DLC fighters pack. Okay, and there's five <laughs> in each one, right? Supposedly, yeah. Uh, there's some other rumors as like Roy from the Nintendo Universe is coming, and a few other people, but he's the only one that's confirmed from Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I can give you guys some good news as to why you should be excited about it, and you, you should because it's a crossover from a franchise that has never really crossed over into uh, Super Smash Brothers. So that could really open it up for Banjo. It could open up for Master like Chief. Master Chief. It could open it up for a lot of other um, game universes that you know we've had Metal Gear, we've had Bayonetta, we've had Final Fantasy come through, Street Fighter come through um, into Super Smash Brothers. So it's cool to see that. I, I actually need to see his actual gameplay. Right now, we've seen nothing but from Persona graphics happening. But um, so yeah, and that's a good point. Uh, the fact that they're merging franchises that's always cool, right? Yeah, to see yeah. crossovers. Um, but it just to me, like you mentioned, Master Chief and Banjo, two of my favorite characters. Obviously, you could put those in Smash, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> All right, <laughs> it, would, it still wouldn't make me play it or buy the game. Like they put yeah. Master Chief and Bomberman. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, that, that was goofy. Yeah, he was. He, it just his armor. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, what is Chief going to do special in Smash Brothers? It's not like you get to do anything with the character. You're just hitting buttons on a single plain screen. I don't know. Uh, I'm pissing people off right now. I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and shut up. I can't wait to play Smash, guys. So much fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, moving on to something that matters. We've got <laughs> PUBG. The winter map, uh, which has been worked on for months now, is finally coming. It's called Vikendi. It is the first PUBG map that is a uh, mid-size map. So you have the two 8-kilometer by 8-kilometer maps. Then you have the four by four uh, Sandhawk map. This is going to be six by six, which if you've played a lot of PUBG like Bert and I have, it probably will be a really nice fit because sometimes Sandhawk uh, feels a little small. Erangel mm -hmm. and Miramar feel a little big. So this might be really cool. And I love just snow maps in any multiplayer game. So uh, looking forward to this one. It's on PC test servers now coming to the test servers for uh, Xbox and PlayStation next month. Yeah, I'm most excited mainly because of the size of the map. As, as me, me and Ains can share some horror stories, we've landed on some of the, the, the smaller map, been killed within 30 seconds, and then you land on the bigger map, and then you don't see anybody for 20 minutes. So that, that middle size map, I think, might be perfect. I'm looking for a new scenery, too, so it being with snow and winter, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait. I feel like a lot of people are going to be wearing white T-shirts and their underwear. While playing. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. switch to a white character because I use a yeah. black character right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Where wear pants when I play. So you guys got to be careful. I don't wear pants with my character. Yeah, yeah Bird has do. scarred my characters for life right. anytime I'm running behind him. Right. Uh, <laughs> so let's. It might be cool. <clears throat> oh, sorry, Dad. Go ahead. Oh, you're fine. No, I mean, I, I, might, I might, you know, I'll play with you guys if you guys get on there and bring you down. We'll use you with bait again. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's coming from over there. They're shooting dead. All right, change your fire. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, the major awards. So, you know, Red Dead and God of War pretty much ran away with it, as kind of expected, right? Red Dead won four awards. God of War won three awards, with God of War taking the top award for Game of the Year. Uh, so Red Dead won Best Voice Actor, which was awesome for Arthur Morgan. Um, audio design score and one other that I completely missed and then God of War won best direction and game of the year overall so I don't have I mean I have some thoughts here I'm, I don't want to harp on it um, people were asking me because they know how much I love Red Dead Redemption 2 and I've said it's my game of the year are you mad about this no I'm not mad about this God of War is an amazing amazing game 
The team there is fantastic. It was awesome to get to see Corey Barlog and the rest of the team from Sony Santa Monica up on stage, just overjoyed about it. Um, nothing negative about this at all. Everyone should be happy that a great game won game of the year. So I do think Red Dead is it was more deserving for a number of reasons, but I'll touch on some of that in my review. Um, but other, otherwise, I thought the uh, you know the show overall was better this year. I thought I thought the production value was higher. Um, and uh, really no other thoughts on the specific awards. What do you guys think about the major awards? Yeah, they went to about where they probably should have, I guess. You know, it may be one way or the other. I mean, it's those obviously were the two biggest games, you know, of the year. So it all depends on how they did their actual, you know, voting tabulations and stuff like that. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody wins. You know, nobody's a loser. Somebody probably got some, <laughs> some, some, uh, participation medals you know <laughs> jeff probably handed those out right afterwards like here you go it was a dumb Mon- dumb lollipop and monster you know, hunter world had a stack of them yeah what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah, just I mean, pissing people off left and right today i'm gonna be quiet yeah. you know? best thing about the game awards very very little mention of kojima and that's that it made it worth it. I, I told you guys yesterday on third wheel that I watch it for basically like I watch a Super Bowl. I watch it for like the, the commercials. In this case, the, the reveals. The trailers. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's meh. You Where know. can you find all those trailers, Dan? I'm at season gaming. <laughs> Some guy put them up there. I just want to say that, you know, my good friend, Hideo Kojima, like, yeah. oh, God, Jeff. Right. Shut up. Just, just shut up. It was bad news. So, anyway. It was, I mean, but yeah, I mean, like you said, production value has gone up a little bit on it. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, just fan service, really, at this point. Um, I'll watch it again next year. It'll probably be way more Kojima. I'll hate it. But as far as the awards go, it, you know, they, they probably got it. You know, it, it was going to be one of the two, basically, is what it comes down to. You know, there was really no chance of like, you know, the only one I could have seen winning that game of the year might have been Celeste. You know, and I haven't played it, so I have no idea, and I will never play that game. But you know, I could see that one kind of popping in and kind of surprising somebody. But other than that, whatever, it was fun. <laughs> um, I, I, I like the Game Awards a bit. I um, some critiques to it is I thought they started feeling really long. Yeah, probably the two hour mark. I, I think what is it, three and a half hours that it went for? I think that's a bit long. They need to short it up a bit. I don't know if uh, maybe some. I don't know what they could trim. Maybe some of the musical stuff that happened. But I, I thought that was actually good too. So um, I enjoyed that. I thought that the microphone they had on stage was tiny. If <laughs> you notice, everybody that went up to it was like, um, <laughs> they were like crouching over. And the funniest thing to me in the entire awards was the dude from Visual Concepts that won the Lifetime Achievement Award in his purple suit who had the longest legs of a human being I've Gosh. ever seen in my life. It's just yeah, like he kept like going. Yeah. It just, and then on top of everything, the dudes next to him must have either been tiny or he's just really that tall. He looked yeah. like one of those cartoon characters that's just head and legs. There's no body. Yeah. It was funny. And he was kind of an awkward dude to kind of, you know, stack on top of that funny looking. Greg, Greg Thomas, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Thomas. But I, I thought it was good i thought the awards um anything that was between god of war and red dead redemption you knew it was going to go to them um so it was just kind of like which one was going to win at the beginning of the awards i thought red dead was going to run away with it because they were just getting after and after each other um i don't agree with all of the stuff that either one of them won I, there's some that i would have given to uh, god of war at the same time red dead redemption did deserve the stuff i the voice actor for me could have gone either way between christopher judge and yeah. uh I mean, I I, w- I would have been happy with either one, but I, I liked Christopher Judge as a dude in general. I don't know the other guy at all, so um, I, I'm but I'm happy he got it. I thought it was well deserved. But um, overall, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, some of the trailers were very much for indie games and smaller development teams that I know nothing about, which is kind of weird. On some of the teasers that they had, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" The "What the hell" trailer for me was the ape one. I'm still I don't know what happened. I don't know what that was. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the smaller. We were talking about world premieres being less meaningful because they're such small games. So the one from Hello Games, which looked like five of the other ones shown, um, Hello Games came out the following, uh, or Jesus, yesterday, yeah, and said that that game is being made by three people in their studio. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, that's great. I love small indie games. Don't put it on a world premiere on the Game Awards. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's wasted in time. Um, So what trailer... Let's go through a couple of our own awards really quick. What trailer was your favorite? Bert? 
Yeah, Psychonauts 2. I'm a big Psychonauts guy, if not one of my favorite games of all time. It's the fact that we finally get to see more of it. Um, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, get razzed about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan's like, what? <laughs> Dan's a, his name is Raz in the game, Dan. His his name is Raz. Razzmatazz. Um, what was your favorite one, Dan? <laughs> I'd say The Outer Worlds, only because, you know, it, that's probably the game I'm most excited for. I mean... We'll see. It was not Ancestors, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that one would be a little bit different, but yeah, all right, whatever. I um, I thought the PUBG trailer was actually really cool, um, the way they did it, but uh, I think my favorite would have to be Mortal Kombat 11, um, just because I love Mortal Kombat. So there you go. Yes. Uh, which one, which award were you least, um, or did I, best way to word this, did you think was the most kind of wrong? It should have gone to someone else. Yeah, so mine is uh, RPG, uh, and I've talked to you guys about this one before. It's uh, Monster Hunter World. I thought was first of all, I don't think it's a traditional RPG, but you know, I guess the definition of an RPG has evolved quite a bit. Um, there was a heck of a lineup in the RPG category this year. Uh, Dragon Quest XI's fantastic. I'm playing it again and enjoying it more the second time. Octopath got so much um, hype this year that I thought that would actually win. Funny enough, over all of them. Um, so I, it was just a weird category, and to see Monster Hunter World win was a surprise for me. Yeah, it didn't make much sense. It's really not even an RPG. I mean, but, you know, whatever. So my most disappointing award, uh, it, it's less of, I guess, the actual award, but just the lack of VR um, of anything, really, aside from just Jeff saying, hey, Astrobot won best VR game. You know, I, I really thought, you know, we saw a lot of strides in that area this year, as, especially for the PSVR. Um, I'm still kind of getting into it. You know, I'm really not, you know, I'm, I'm sold on it for sure. But I, I think, you know, I'm still kind of a virgin in that territory. So, <laughs> but but they really didn't even talk about it. I mean, at all. And it was really just kind of like, eh, there we go. But we get an eight-minute trailer for, you know, a game that three people are working on, like you said. <laughs> so it's, it's weird. It's weird to me, but it's fine. Yeah. Fair enough. I think, uh, you know, what's funny. I was going to say best multiplayer game. It went to Fortnite. I can see why it went to Fortnite, but it's just kind of soul crushing to me that best multiplayer would go to Fortnite because I don't know. There's really not a whole lot to Fortnite. Um, so that's kind of frustrating. But I, I almost agree with you too, um, Bird, on best RPG, Monster Hunter World. There were, in fact, and I'm not trying to. Uh, really take a chop at monster hunter world it's going to sound like it but i don't think there was a award that monster hunter world was up for that i think it should have won it was up for game of the year it was up for best multiplayer which don't get me started on it was up for best rpg it, sh it doesn't deserve any of those awards so yeah. um yeah that one was strange to me but all right, anything else on the Game Awards before we wrap up our uh, coverage and we don't have to talk about it again until next year? Yeah, one thing I want to mention about it, and it's kind of just about a game, it's the the fact that uh, Celeste has got so much press at the Game Awards has, ve has me very intrigued in purchasing it and playing it. I think it's one of those games that might be too hard uh, for me personally. Those games drive me nuts. But I, I'm really happy to see a game like that get the recognition it, it deserves and something like that. So the, the development team's fantastic too. So good for them. So... You know, I really want to play it. You guys have both said you're not going to play it because it's one of those hard 2D side, you know, action games. Why don't uh, I'll pick that up for a backseat game in one of these days? Let's I'll do it. it. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and and I'm sure I'll die a hundred times, and you guys can laugh at me. Maybe so, we could do something time. where uh, Ains plays the first day or the first episode. Dan plays the second episode, and I play the third episode. So and we're only going to progress one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be horrible. <laughs> All right, so on the spot, i got a good question for you guys. At least I think it's a good question. Um, just to go into the memory banks, we're coming up to the holidays. The holidays as a kid were always, for me and probably you guys as well, always about video games and thinking about what games were out, what you were hoping for, um, you know, what consoles are at the time. And they were a little more magical back then, I would say, because you didn't have any money. Games were a lot less common. You know, we didn't buy eight games every day, Dan. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> So, you know, getting a big game or two for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate was uh, really special. And so I wanted to ask you guys, what is your favorite memory of getting a game or console, your favorite video game related memory for the holidays? Damn. 
That is a and good my, question. And mine's kind of funny. So if you guys need a minute to think, I can go. Yeah, I, I got mine right off the go, top of my head, so I'll go. Go for it. Go so for my it. favorite game that I got as a kid was Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo. Um, nice. And it's because I was the guy that was always at the grocery store when my mom was shopping with a couple quarters, put it on the arcade cabinet and be ready to play. And then it came out on console, and that art of Chun-Li against Blanca was just amazing to me. I would hold that up. I was like, oh, my God, I finally got it. And I <laughs> that was cool. And then my second one, which is really quick, was we were at Target, and the Dreamcast came out without any press or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and it just showed up at the store. And I was like, man, I wish I could get that. And my mom was like, all right, let's get it. And I got that in Sonic Adventure, and it was just awesome. So wow, that was it. it wasn't a holiday, but it was just uh, my mom had never gotten anything like that before, so when I got it, I was just kind of surprised. First of all, nice. Dan, you got one. See, see I, I, I know the only one that I ever got, I think, for Christmas was the NES, the original NES. Um, everything else was kind of scattered throughout, you know, between birthdays and other stuff. So, I guess that would be it. I mean, I remember getting it, and you know what? The biggest thing about it, you know, everybody was talking about Mario Brothers, but I love Duck Hunt. Nice, that stupid gun, and that's I, I played that probably more at the time than I did play actually. Uh, than I actually played uh, Super Mario Brothers, so that was probably the only time that I remember. You know, I, I go to sleep and I forget everything that happened the prior day, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> at that no, point, I, so. I think Duck Hunt is the game that kind of showed off the coolest things that the Nintendo right. could do from a technical perspective. And was like, Oh, you got this gun and you can shoot it. You know, it was just really cool. I think all my family played that a couple times too. Yeah. The light gun games back then were really big. I was a Sega guy and I had master system and there's some really cool light gun or phase or whatever they called it games for that too. There was a Rambo one and a gangster one and they were just a lot of fun as a kid. Um, mine's really funny. I'll try to be quick, but you guys will get a good laugh, Bert. I don't know if I've told you this story before. So when I was uh, 10, 1989, um, the Genesis came out and I was a big Sega guy. Damn Genesis, Genesis came out and my mom bought me the Genesis for Christmas. So it was about late November, early December. And I was being a kid and snooping around my mom's bedroom and I found it. And so back then we didn't have daycare or anything else, right? My mom would, was a hairdresser. She worked long hours and I would be home alone all the time. So my friends would come over and probably for about two weeks time, we were literally opening up the Genesis, <laughs> hooking it up, playing it. I, mean, I had Altered Beast and Ghouls and Ghosts playing it and then uh, carefully putting it all back together and putting it back where it belonged. Nice. Um, and so Christmas morning, you know, I open it up. I'm like, oh, Genesis. And uh, I've never seen it. Like, yeah, oh put the God. games in and I was like flying through Ghouls and Ghosts. And, you know, I remember beating... I don't know if it's Alter Beast or Ghouls and Ghosts, but I remember beating one of them on Christmas Day. My mom's like, you've beat it already? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, But that was hilarious. My mom has never, I've never told her that. I'm 40 years old. She still doesn't know that. Um, well, she's tuning in right now. So Yeah, she's, she's watching us live. So, um, But that, that's gonna, she's coming out in a couple weeks. I may have to finally tell her and get a good laugh out of it. So. Oh, nice. <clears throat> All right, so... Um, one more thing before we get to the Red Dead 2 review we wanted to touch on is that uh, some big games come to Xbox Game Pass in December. So two games that have been waited for for years. They bo Both developers said they were coming in 2018, but here we are in December, and so it started to look doubtful. But sure enough, they weren't lying. So Ashen just came out uh, yesterday, officially, or it came out Thursday night, came out late around the Game Awards. And then Below, a game that was announced in 2013 with the Xbox One reveal is finally coming out um, on December 14th in Game Pass as well. So both these games play for free. A little preview, Ashen is going to be the next game for us on Backseat Gaming that I'm going to be playing this time, and Bert and Dan will be laughing at me. So um, really looking forward to both these games. They're big games for the Xbox community, but for me as well, just because they're my type of games. Um, any thoughts on these ones, guys? Uh, yeah, well, Dan, go first on that one. <laughs> I played some Ashen. <laughs> and, uh, it can suck it. Bert, what do you think? <laughs> Moving to Bert. <laughs> so we got to talk to the development team at um, at E3, and it was really cool to see both of them. I think the art style is really cool. Um, I'll see if the gameplay is something that I can get through. As we know, um, the Souls gameplay style is not my favorite, but every once in a while, a couple of them sneak in, like Neo and Bloodborne. I've loved those games, so um, we'll see if this one can do it for me. Below looks very difficult. I'll give it a try, but probably won't be able to do anything in it. 
Yeah, so for people who are looking forward to Below, just because it's been so long, uh, I will say it's a it's a very, very cryptic game. It does not explain to you what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go. Uh, it is being called like a Zelda Souls-like. So I'm just putting that out there because I, like Dan was very excited for it because he's heard about it. But when I kind of told him those things, he was like, all right, <laughs> forget it. So um, yeah, just be aware of what you're getting into there. But with Game Pass, that's a nice thing, right? Download it, try it. You don't like it? uninstall it so that's right all right guys so uh touching one review for you today it's red dead redemption 2 been talking about it for weeks um obviously most outlets already have their reviews up as we always say here we don't review something until we really get some experience with it um i'm nearly at 140 hours in it completed the full game done a ton of exploration and uh it is my game of the year and so let me just touch on a few aspects of the game like i said you can find the written part on our site for me, uh, a couple of reasons why the game is so special, and primarily it is the character development and writing and the world itself. Um, so the characters and the way they are designed from the writing, uh, the way they endear themselves to you, and how they are implemented in the game via the camp system and the mission structure, I think is absolutely phenomenal. It is definitely, if not the best, one of the best uh, implementations of characters in a video game I've ever seen. Uh, so much so that when you just walk around camp and talk to people, um, they will reference things that you've done in the game that you might have even forgotten about. And I think that is part of what is so special about the game is there is so much depth to the interactivity in the world itself um, and what happens that the game reminds you of. It actually does make you feel like you're in that world. There was a quote from Rockstar um, several months ago from some when some of the major press outlets got to try it for the first time. And they said, you know, we're not making a gameplay world that you play in, you live in it. Or something, to, um, you know, abridging there, but something to that effect. And I think that, uh, you know, it kind of came off as hype at the time. But I think more than any other game prior, it is true. I've never felt that way in a video game to where everything I did in the game was recognized by other AI characters and there was meaningful impact from it. So let me give you one example here, guys, and you can tell me what you think. And I actually took notes because I knew I would forget some of this. So there's a lot of games we know where you can be good or bad. That, that, came, that started 10, 15 years ago, right? And then games like Mass Effect came along and really revolutionized the um, relationship aspects to where you could build relationships with characters. Um, and then you got to even more advanced things to where you could build relationships and the relationships had impact on the game itself, Witcher 3 being a good example. There were missions in there where you could go multiple directions and depending on what happened, it would change something in the world. But <clears throat> the changes that occurred in the world from there on out were static. So it's like if you did X, Y would happen and then the game would go that direction. If you did Y, X would happen and the game would go that direction. Red Dead has taken that to the next level, and that's why I think it's so revolutionary. And I have a cool example here. So this is not a mission. This is just something that's in the game. So there is a house you can visit where a woman and her four sons are running an illegal operation. So there's multiple examples online here. So one guy went to the house, confronted the woman, hit her with a pistol, you know, may later with a pistol and knocked her out. And then, you know, the whole uh, action sequence happened and he ran, he took off. He came back later and she had a scar on her face and the son, she told her sons to attack you. Right. So already that's pretty amazing that the game is coded so that that can happen. But then a different, a different sequence, same exact people in the game. Another guy went in and killed her and then ran from the uh, wanted thing. Came back later. There's a grave outside the house for where the mom was now buried and the four sons immediately started shooting at him. So that kind of coding and now, and I bring that example up because that is a single example of a single thing in the game world that has nothing to do with the mission or the story. It's just completely random out there. Most players would probably never even run into the woman or her sons. But that is coded in the world so elaborately that when you do find it, it creates a special moment um, that you'll, you won't forget. It's something in the game world that has now occurred. So I kind of rambled for a bit there, guys. Um, 
that is just one example of hundreds that I could give of why this game is so special. And I have another one that if we have time, I'll mention, but let, let me let you guys ask me something on my thoughts on the game so that I'm not talking for like five minutes straight. Oh, is my mic working? <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Thing. All right. Okay. So I played it, finished it as well. Um, a lot of praise for this game for me as well. I mean, it's, 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 it is, I think a game of the generation, but yet not my personal game of the year. What can you, what do you think you can, I mean, give me some examples of things that you think it can be improved, I guess, uh -huh. with it. Okay. Um, and things that you actually didn't care for too much. Yeah. So the game's not perfect. Um, sure. We'll say that uh, I gave it our highest award on the site, which is historic meaning it's a game that is a generational type game, as you just mentioned. But giving it that award doesn't mean it's perfect. Um, we know probably the, the most, um, the thing that most people complained about with the game was some of the controls. They are heavy, for lack of a better word. Um, they require some adjustment and some getting used to, and they can be finicky. And so, you know, if you've played a lot of Rockstar games, especially Grand Theft Auto V, you get a feeling for kind of the controls. Um, I didn't have any huge problem with them, but yeah, they're not the most polished. And, you know, you guys mentioned Assassin's Creed Odyssey before, and I'm now playing that. And it feels like an arcade game compared to Red Dead. You just run around and jump and do whatever you want, which is great. But I, I also do see why Red Dead's not that way. They were going for an authentic feeling game from the Wild West. And that's not to make excuses for the game's controls not being perfectly polished. But it does need to have a certain feeling. And I think in a way they accomplished that. They probably could have done a little better. Um, I know Bert's talked about this. I know you did too. There's some points. The story is very long and the acts are very long. And there's probably some things in there that just didn't need to happen. There's some missions that do feel like filler. Um, again, the only thing I would say to that is the way the game's designed, you're kind of meant to fill those times with exploration. The world is massive. All these other things that happen in the world aren't missions or points on the map. They happen organically. And so if you are running point to point or you're not really doing a lot of exploration, um, it can feel like a drag at times. So depending on how you played the game and what you think of that length, that can be a little cumbersome as well. Yeah, um, for me, the game was fantastic. It's almost exactly what Dan just said. It, I think it is the game of the generation. Um, and I think from a technical standpoint, graphical standpoint, I thought it was great. Um, is there any missions you think that didn't need to be in there for me? Um, I, uh, the game started very slow, got fantastic, got slow again, and then got fantastic and then dropped off again. And so the story was up and down, up and down. Um, I didn't care for the, uh, Caribbean missions at all. I don't know. I think they needed to be in there to an extent. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I remember, I think saying to you, like, that's chapter five. We don't yeah. really want to get into spoilers, but, um, I think it would have been better served I'm trying to figure out how to say this without spoiling anything. So there's a part of the map, a big part of the map, that you mm -hmm. cannot go to until the prologue, um, which then starts to reference into Red Dead Redemption 1. I think it would have been better served if they wanted to have the moment at the end of Chapter 4, which I think was a, a very good moment and a very good part of the story. I think it would have been better served if they went from there and somehow circled back to that other point of the map um, rather than going to this whole different location that really you couldn't do anything with. The, the beautiful thing about the game was the world, all the animals, the exploration, all the things you could do, right? When you go to that other part in that chapter, it, it feels like it goes from this massive, expansive game to this narrow, um, you have to do direct missions, which goes counter to everything you were doing prior, right? I think they could have better capitalized on the use of the map um, by going down there and just kind of changing the order of events. Cool. I got one last question for you. Okay. Who is your favorite side character uh, that's part, <laughs> of your, part of your gang out of all of them? Yeah, so I think um, almost everyone says Sadie. Uh, for good reason. Sadie's awesome. Um, I think for me, that was Charles. Uh, I, I, I think that Charles is amazing, and I think the difference is Sadie is a very strong, sarcastic, in-your-face, kick-ass character. And some people love that. I prefer the quiet but strong characters uh, traditionally, which Charles is. Charles was the dude you didn't fuck with. He would kill anybody, but he was very honorable and had very high morals. 
Um, and I also love the Native American missions in the game as well. I think they were kind of touching and, and highlighted. They did a really good job of this game highlighting the time frame, looking at what was happening at the end of the 19th century into the beginning of the 20th century and how America was changing. And I think that was part of what they set out to do. And I think it was freaking awesome how they did that through the game. Um, one other, I, I got to give this example because it's amazing. I'll be quick, I promise. Someone gave this example where you know how if you go on someone's property, they tell you to get off of it, right? So, but everything is coded individually. And so this guy went onto a person's property. The guy's yelling at him to get off. And so he starts to move off of it. Now, the guy has a dog. And if you notice the dogs on the game, they're trained as well. So he's barking at the guy. So as he leaves the property, the guy backs off, but the dog keeps following him and barking because it's pissed off, right? So he goes down this mountain. The dog follows him, falls off the cliff, and dies. So the dog is now dead. The owner comes looking for the dog. So the owner finds the dog, is now dead, and blamed you for it. And now you have a confrontation with the guy over that. Um, I could go into many, many reasons why that is absolutely incredible from a coding perspective, but it th that's the kind of stuff that happens in that game that doesn't happen in other games. It's just, it's impossible for it to happen in other games because it, it it's not coded to be able to do that. And I think that is something that makes uh, this game very, very special. No. Thumbs up. All right, so <laughs> we're, we could, I could go on for an hour. I'm gonna do a separate writing or video on Red Dead and my complete thoughts on it. We may do a three-person conversation on Red Dead, but for now we're gonna move on because we're gonna make the big cast go way too much about Red Dead and we don't wanna do that. So, but my review's on the site, check it out. And uh, obviously I'm happy to speak about it. So let's move on to our favorite se segment, excuse me, name that game. And we are doing a rotating schedule here. So Bert went first, then me, then Dan. So we're back to Bert. And just to keep track of score, Bert has one, Dan has one, and me, who prides myself on my game knowledge, has zero. So I'm really sucking it up so far. <laughs> so Bert, what do you got for us? Let's kick it off. Okay. Um, I'm hoping these uh, questions are good enough for, for this and you guys don't guess it too fast. But here we go. So this game did come out in July, or sorry, in September of 2013. It was a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Who's, uh, who's answer first? Dan, Dan, you got first guess. Get off your phone. <laughs> September 20, I have no idea. What the fuck are, uh, I don't think I was born then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the Last of Us, I don't know. No, no, of course not. That's, nope. a, good, that's a good guess, but popular game. Because um, that's just before the PS4 launched. So it's right. a very late PlayStation 3 exclusive. Uh, it's not it, but I'll just say Uncharted 3. No, not at all. Yeah. Good. Got past the first question. All right. <laughs> Next question. This one's going to Ains. So this was known as one of the best platformers of last gen. Oh. Um, oh, boy. This is my wheelhouse. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I got a game in mind. Um, Puppeteer. Son of a bitch. I get it? Did he get it on the second time? Yeah. Second question. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Oh, that really sucks. That was my concern. <laughs> um, so for, for people that were listening that didn't know what it was, let me go through some of the other questions. You I don't put a really... platforming game in front of me. Wait, I, I, I thought you hadn't played Puppeteer. So. <laughs> uh, okay, so the, the rest of the questions were when it was advertised, it was known as the killer title for the PlayStation Move. Oh. Which was uh, one of the other ones? Would that would that have given you the no, guess? Answer? That would have confused me. Okay. Um, the main bosses are known from the Chinese zodiac signs in the game. I'm not That's sure cool. if you would have known that. Nope. Um, let's see. This is a clue that would have given you hopefully something from the 2000 killer blockbuster in sync, no strings attached title. Jeez. No strings what? attached, you know, puppeteer. Yeah. Wow. wow. Uh, next one is uh, you collect moon sparkles in the game. <laughs> what game is it? Moon sparkles. That's kind of like the, the currency. Um, the main character is the opposite of what happened to Pinocchio. 
Okay, that would have, yeah, that would have. That, that would have given it away. Yeah. And the whole game takes place on a stage. Yeah, that, that yeah, that would have given yeah. away too. Some of those other questions would have confused me though. The yeah. platforming one is what gave it to me. So Puppeteer, guys, if you've not played this game, it is fantastic. It is beautiful and it's a lot of fun. It is very good. Oh my God, I, I broke. So Bert had the, well, we haven't played very long, but you had the record at four questions with Mod Nation. I don't know how we're going to beat two questions now. That was a horrible question. <laughs> you just have to get super lucky. Dude, that was that was real anticlimactic. We got all pumped up for a new name that yeah. game, and we got hey, it. All like kind a of time for a Red Dead talk. Let's, say, right? Let's get back to Red Dead. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, guys, uh, let's go ahead and close it out. So like we've said, uh, we're really pushing Backseat Gaming episode three and our finale on Hello Neighbor series went up yesterday. Um, turned out quite funny. There's a few moments in it where I, I pretty much just lose it while we're playing. So uh, we're going to kick off next week with a start of a new series. Like I said, every episode or every series is going to be three episodes. Next week, we're going to start with Ashen. I'll be playing Bert and Dan mocking me. That'll be released next Friday or this coming Friday. And then um, other than that, what else we got going on, guys? I think, Dan, you said you got a video coming up on some headset reviews. Yeah, I'm reviewing a, a few headsets, uh, wireless headsets for the Xbox One. Um, hopefully I can uh, get that all lined out here pretty quick. Um, should be good. Um, I use basically only wireless headsets, even though I'm currently wearing a wired <laughs> you can't even see it. it's like hidden in your beard and it looks exactly. <laughs> How can you but, hear it, us? Uh, but yeah um hopefully that'll be up here soon um you know do a couple little edits and then get her going cool Bert? Yep. Uh, i've got a controller video coming up as if i haven't done enough of those but it's, uh, <laughs> how to add magnetic thumbsticks and d-pads to a playstation 4 and xbox one uh controller had a bunch of stuff on that and also a long-term official long-term review of the scuff stuff we had it as part of another one of our videos but we get a lot of questions on our original scuff video as how long did these last um and lastly i wanted to give a shout out to one of our buddies nick for listening to one of our bitcasts and hearing that i was looking for the horizon zero dawn collector's edition and you can see that right here now if you're following I did get it from him in one of the best pack boxes I've ever seen in my life. So uh, thanks, Nick, if you're listening. I really appreciate it. It was uh, great talking to you about it, and thanks for getting it to me. Awesome. So as always, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe, like, and uh, you can find us, uh, Dan Rodriguez, Bert Sines, Ainsley Bowden. We'll talk to you next week.